0: I am Groot.
1: What's that, Groot? You want me to tell everyone that the following show contains spoilers for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? Okay. Thanks for reminding me, Groot. I am Groot. And it also contains scenes of the Hoth. Good to know. Was that corny enough that, that was <laughs> oh,
0: That was terrible. <laughs> Definitely keep it, though.
1: Like... Oh, yeah. We could
0: survive that. We could survive
1: that. We could survive... I'm <coughs> <coughs> What's that? He says, welcome to the frickin' Guardians of the Galaxy. Only he didn't use frickin'. Hello, and welcome to We Can Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack, and today I'm joined by an intergalactic ent, or a talking raccoon. I don't know. Big muscly guy.
0: Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Bang on right there. Oh, like you, you could have gone big muscly guy, or you could have gone uh, international galaxy sp- thief.
1: International galaxy thief.
0: Yeah, I couldn't think of. A, uh, I don't know.
1: Okay, it's Chris anyway. <laughs> Hello, Chris. <laughs> Hello. We're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two this week, so it's going to be a pretty review-heavy episode this week. Mm-hmm. Lots to talk about. So, shall we dive straight into it, Chris?
0: Yeah, go ahead.
1: The plot. Shall I explain it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> that if that you, would if, help. If you, yeah, if you can, yeah.
1: Okay. So, the Guardians, comprised of Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, Rocket Raccoon, and Baby Groot, he's a little, tiny, dancing, and talking tree, have, uh, after their first adventures, have gained a reputation of being a butt-kicking Team of mercenaries, heroes? mercenaries. Yeah, they're intergalactic problem solvers at this point, yeah. and they have been hired by a alien race called the Sovereign. I'm guessing because they all look like gold, gold, yeah, gold yeah. bars. The Sovereign have a problem with an intergalactic kraken squid, squid monster. Yeah. And they've hired the Guardians to defend their batteries and hopefully kill this beast. And it all it all goes well. And this is all in the opening sequence. It's a very good opening
0: sequence. Yes, I did enjoy it.
1: Baby Groot dancing around to one of Chris Pratt's or Star-Lord's uh, tapes. And all the action is going on in the background. Because there's not much a tiny baby tree can do against a giant squid monster is there
0: no so they used them quite well in that scene. i thought actually they did give him a little battle with that naked rat thing
1: yeah i think they showed up in volume one because there was a, a gambling thing of which little rat monster could live the longest and not be eaten it's a it's a whole thing but they okay. pop up a few times in this mm. yep it all goes well The Guardians manage to defend these batteries. Rocket, the sly little devil that he is, helps himself to a few because they were so easy to steal. And the Sovereigns don't take this very well and they send their entire armada of remote-controlled spaceships after them, forcing the Guardians to flee and jump to this nearby planet where they crash-land... And they are then rescued by a mysterious stranger who looks a lot like Kurt Douglas. Because he's played by... Kurt, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Kurt Shit. Douglas?
0: The hell are you going on about? <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> come on, classic Kurt Russell.
1: What about Kurt Douglas? <laughs>
0: he's not in this. Uh, Kurt a bit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: not Captain Kirk. I'm sorry, Kurt Russell. And Douglas. Kurt <laughs> uh, Kurt Russell. He shows up and he proclaims himself to be Starlaw's dad. And this rouses their suspicion. Gamora's on tenterhook. She's not sure if you can trust this man, even though he has the face of Kurt Russell, not Douglas. Exactly. So Gamora's not convinced with this mysterious stranger showing up. And she decides, against her better judgment, to tag along with star lord and drax to go to this guy's planet he's calling himself ego and he's saying hey come to my planet ego's planet and rocket and baby Groot stay behind with nebula who they were being paid with nebula for helping the sovereigns
0: yeah that was a reward wasn't it because they're going to take her back to uh, nova to claim the bounty on her
1: yes a delicious bounty so they can do more space more guardian stuff <laughs> yes when they get to ego's planet is ego the living planet essentially and um, we'll get on to the characters in depth but yeah star lord's dad is a planet we speculated that in the guardians episode but yeah so this makes star lord pretty powerful and yeah it turns out ego's a bad man
0: Yeah, he's he's not a friendly being, is he?
1: No, he's not at all. So they have to come up with a plan to try and kill Ego, which they do with the help of Yondu, and against the interference of the sovereigns who are still holding a grudge. So that's pretty much the plot. Chris, what did you like about this film?
0: To date, not including Civil War, one of the best Marvel films. I thought it was great.
1: Top three? Top five? Top
0: five okay definitely cool. top five i thought it was awesome i loved all the characters i liked all the character development especially the uh the go between sort of between rocket and um yondu because they uh sort of realized why rocket's such a dick to everybody baby Groot was just awesome every scene he was in drax was constantly delivering these deadpan lines and him not it was really good comic relief that was really good
1: yeah i think Drax has got a lot more
0: to say in this one yeah and yeah. um,
1: they utilized him a bit better because he takes everything literally and whenever he finds something funny it's always a, ah ha 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 or whenever he's running into danger <laughs> that's not
0: <laughs> yeah sorry
1: he loves danger and he runs into it screaming happily so mm. yeah the dynamic between the team is is great and solid stuff Ego and some of the other new characters what do you what do you think of them should well, we talk, start with Ego Because Marvel have always been given slack for having weaker villains, which is is fair, because some of them haven't been particularly noteworthy. Does Ego fall into that, or does he bring something new to the table? I mean, he's a planet, so he's the biggest villain.
0: I liked Ego. I liked Kurt Russell playing him. I thought that was good. Did you like Ego, or did you like Kurt Russell? I liked both. I thought Ego was quite good. I like the whole idea that he's this planet and that lot, and uh, when he times planet, he basically becomes Superman. He's
1: a god, because yeah,
0: well, even more becomes Manhattan, <laughs> Doctor, Manhattan, Doctor yeah. Manhattan, yeah, yeah. I liked him as a, I liked him as a villain. You're frowning a lot when I'm saying this. You've obviously got issues with him.
1: Okay, right. I don't have issues with him per se, but the character he's based on is Ego, the Living Planet, which is a living planet. Mm. Now I get that they had to have a human avatar because it's kind of hard to have a conversation with a planet so I don't I don't mind that I wish they could have given us more of the planet ego because there is one shot of this giant face on this planet so I would have liked maybe before he dies that face frowning or something maybe it would have been too much or too cartoony but I think this film could have gotten away with it because it's definitely the most joke-heavy of all the Marvel films, which I think it helps with the tone, and mm. I do enjoy that. I don't... I, I mean, I was complaining last week that Belco wasn't as darkly funny as it probably should have been, but this is... I think it meets the funny scale, yeah. or the laughing... The laughing scale. The laughing <laughs> scale. what The Richter jokey scale. I don't know what you'd call it. Ego's plan is a little paint by numbers. I want every planet to be just like me. The one problem I'd, I'd say I'd have with the visual effects is the transmogrifying the planets effect—that big blue blob kind of look. I didn't particularly like that, but you don't yeah. see
0: much of that, though.
1: No, you don't. But the bits you do see are
0: fairly distracting. You, did they? I didn't really notice it to be honest I was, I was more watching the people who were running away from it than the actual bob. blob yeah Louis blob <laughs> itself yeah
1: Um, yeah Ego's definitely not the weakest villain in the Marvel pantheon but I who he's
0: who is the weakest the villain the weakest villain
1: Whiplash or yeah, Malaketh the Dark Elf he's not particularly memorable
0: what about Mighty Boy from Iron Man 3
1: the not the Mandarin the Mandarin yeah yeah He's fine. Well, he's not brilliant. But ego's more. Ego note-worthy. beats all of them, yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. But I don't think he's gonna be remembered as fondly as like a Loki or something. But i I might be wrong. Maybe he'll grow on me.
0: Mm, people Literally. Well, my, when people think of Kurt Russell, they're still gonna think Big Trouble in Little China, Escape from New York or LA, whichever one it was.
1: Both. He was in both. Was it really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Escape from LA was the sequel to New York, but yeah. <laughs> so they're not gonna think, hey. Remember,
0: remember that Remember that time
1: you played The Planet?
0: They might do. I mean this is probably his biggest film he's done recently, isn't it?
1: Maybe. I've not really followed the career of Kurt Russell. Uh Mantis is another new character. What do you think of her?
0: I liked I liked her um her dynamic with Drax because like I said, Drax um he doesn't get sarcasm and stuff and he speaks his mind in that lot. And she's sort of so naive to it all. So there's a scene when um, he's saying about, oh my God, you're hideous and all this stuff. And she's like, Thank you. Not really understanding it sort of thing. So I I like their dynamic between them two. I thought it was really good. Yeah.
1: And that kind of works because she's been alone on this giant planet with Kurt Russell.
0: Who's not always there.
1: No, he's not always there. He's sometimes off cavorting with lots of alien ladies. Because that's his plan in order to change all the other planets to his form he goes around bumping uglies with all sorts of alien species until he comes to earth and finds chris pratt's mum and that's when his because he wants someone uh, that will give him a child with a celestial dna so he can use them as a battery to work his plans so it eventually pays off with star lord but his plan sort of turns around when in front of chris pratt he goes hey i'm really sorry i had to kill your mum," which instantly snaps uh star lord out of his uh trance and he's like you killed my mum! i am gonna shoot you in the face
0: <laughs> and I, um... he does had he not said that I mean because like I said the trance uh, he was sort of explaining his plan to Star-Lord and Star-Lord yeah like went to a trance didn't he he had like stars going across his eyes and stuff he said
1: he saw Eternity which it might just be a phrase but Eternity has cropped up in the MCU in and well I think cropped up he's been like a shadow but Eternity is a really powerful celestial power level kind of Character in the okay. MCU, so choice words, or maybe they're dropping more hints as to who's going to show up.
0: Could have been more hints. I mean, I didn't even know I didn't know about that character, so I thought when he said eternity, I just thought you know, eternity. <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah, like you said, he says about he's like, oh, sorry, I gave your mum the brain tumor, and instantly snaps out and starts shooting him. If he hadn't have said that at all, he probably would have stayed under the trance. Yep. and he probably would have agreed rather than having to stab him a tentacle through him yeah, going like to drain tentacle. his power he could have done it voluntarily there's a lot of tentacles in this film we were talking about this weren't we Disney have got a bit of a uh, tentacle thing going on at the moment yeah
1: we've seen tentacles slithering their way into Star Wars we've had the two tentacle monsters and now in Guardians I think things are
0: what's the next Disney film?
1: I don't know you've seen Beauty and the Beast where there tentacles in there?
0: no not that I remember <laughs> There could have been. I don't don't think there Uh, were.
1: (laughs) Well, tentacle monsters aside, Baby Groot, he's kind of a new character, isn't he? Because he's got a drastic personality change from actual proper-sized Groot. Yeah, yeah. So, I I really enjoyed him, and it's a shame that he has to grow up.
0: Yeah, I think they did really well with him. Again, he was good for comic relief, but you also felt quite emotionally attached to him. There's this, there's a scene where um Rocket, uh, Yondu and Baby Groot are captured by the Ravagers. Yes, so. led
1: by the turncoat Taserface who's not <laughs> happy with <laughs> and he's not happy with uh Yondu's treatment of Star Lord and how he handled things in the first movie, so there's a mutiny yeah. there. Yeah, Taserface. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, a lovely character. Yeah. And um there's a scene where they've got Groot and they've put him in a little space suit and they're they're essentially bullying him aren't they they've got Mm. him in a tunnel they're pouring drink on him they're pushing him around you just feel sorry for him exactly. you feel connected you're like oh Groot why are they doing this or like there's a a later scene of him where Groot's in a tunnel and the tunnel starts to close on him and you see him start to cry and it's like oh my god Groot Oh, he's adorable there's a
1: bit where they um uh rocket Groot and Yondu and Sean Gunn are uh, jumping to get to Ego's planet, and th- there's all this weird face contorting stuff. And at the end, Baby Groot just sat there smiling, and then baffs green stuff <laughs> <laughs> well, without changing facial expression. So I it's, like it's that. It's like
0: how a baby would be sick, no, yeah. Because babies just like puking themselves without really showing anything, without they? realizing. So, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was quite funny.
1: Good stuff, Chris. Good stuff. Any other characters that stand out in particular?
0: Well, I mean, Gamora was good. Obviously, Star Lord was good. Um, I liked we had more of Nebula. So True,
1: we got more of her backstory built up. Yeah, I like that. What it's like being raised by a crazy purple Titan. So it's pretty brutal. It is. It's not great, is and, it?
0: I mean, the scenes that they were in, I like the Sovereign. I thought they were good. Uh, they were good to the story, and uh, yeah, I just I like I like their their species, and I'm thinking we're going to see more of them because. I mean, there's five after-credit scenes in this film.
1: Shall we get on to them?
0: Well, I mean, some of them are quite important, so...
1: Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll get on to them. I'm not going to list them in any particular order, because some of them are just fun little jokey bits, like the one with uh, Sean Gunn, where he's playing with Yondu's arrow, because we lose... I'll get on to that in a minute, because Yondu okay. does die, and I've got some thoughts on that. Uh, so that bit's a fun one. There's... Uh, Stanley where he's sitting on a meteor talking to uh, some big headed dudes they're the watchers which kind of lends into the fan theory that has been building on the internet that Stanley is a watcher Uh, whether he's Uatu the watcher or just a nameless watcher do you know what the Watchers are?
0: Yeah, they um, turn up, don't they, and literally just watch the uh, significant moments in the Marvel history. So when there's one in Civil War, isn't it, that turns up when they're all having the meeting and stuff, deciding what to do before yeah, they split in that lot. Yeah, yeah, they they just come along and they watch significant, and then they bugger off again, don't they?
1: So the theory is that Stanley and the MCU is one of these
0: Watchers, which is why he... he keeps turning up.
1: Yeah, he's right. he's just watching all the significant events, and he's telling. The Watcher's about the time he delivered a parcel to Tony Stark in Civil War, at the end of Civil War. So, yeah, that's a fun one.
0: That's two scenes, two of those scenes there, Stanley.
1: Yes, yeah, because he's in one in the actual film, and then the one at the the end. We also get a Howard the Duck cameo, which I like. We also get end credit scenes with Starhawk, who is played by Rocky Sylvester Stallone. He's gathering a band of ravagers which they look like an interesting bunch
0: yeah is this gonna be a new film
1: possibly maybe i'm not sure about the history of starhawk and i'm not even sure who all of those particular people are that yeah. he's got gathered around with him but they look like an interesting bunch yeah. a film with them could be fun
0: they might pop up in uh, infinity wars possibly
1: Or maybe in Guardians 3 or 4, maybe they'll be taking over the mantle of the Guardians because uh, James Gunn has said that he wanted to swap out as many, if not all, of the Guardians for uh, Volume 4, Mm. which would be fun because a trilogy with these characters I think is probably enough. Enough, yeah. uh, yeah, the MCU's got a lot of characters to to shuffle in and out so. so
0: is James Gunn writing all the guardian films is he is, is he in charge of all the guardian films
1: for as long as he wants to stay on yeah i would yeah. imagine so well, I
0: hope he does stay on because obviously he's he's planning out what he, stuff is't he he's got yeah. ideas
1: and even if he doesn't I, th- I think a lot of his space feel because he's he's really up front and center with all of the the look and feel of the intergalactic Marvel stuff and mm. I think we probably will see more of that in Thor Ragnarok. We'll probably get more of that.
0: Is he helping on that one?
1: Uh, I'm not sure he's helping, but I think they'd be foolish to ignore His the wider advice. space stuff. Because yeah. it is the same universe. Isn't yeah. It? So yeah. So you want to keep it the same base feel, don't you?
0: So is he also working on Infinity Wars? I
1: don't think he is. No. No. We'd have some. Input
0: with the Guardians, I'm guessing Yeah, two, yeah. I think okay. everyone's
1: chipping in a little bit yeah. But it's mostly on the Rusev The Russo, no
0: the <laughs> What? <laughs> the, the Civil Russo. War guys Are they Ru- <laughs> I mean, the Russo brothers? I don't know Who
1: am I thinking of? Who did the Matrix? I'm not accidentally saying them, are they? No, you're not Cool Whoever it is,
0: Whoever it is.
1: <laughs> It's up to them now yeah, another after credit scene shows. I think this is the one you were getting at with the sovereign, where they build a cocoon, and inside the cocoon is someone called Adam. Which, uh, do you know anything about Adam Warlock?
0: I know what you told me, which was Space Wizard. And I forgot his me... name was Warlock. I thought it was Adam Wildler.
1: <laughs> Adam Wildler? Yeah. No, Adam Warlock. <laughs> Uh, let me reframe that. I said space wizard, space Jesus. Is <laughs> what is more, his uh, is, is a more apt description of him. He's a pretty significant part of the Infinity Gauntlet story, and we've been getting teases of him for a while now. I think there was a cocoon in the collectors. Uh, collection in the first uh, Guardians, and uh, people thought that that would be him. Whether they went, oh, okay, people are gravitating towards that. We'll have a proper introduction to him. Or whether this was the plan or along, I'm not sure. What was in that original cocoon? I don't know. We'll never know. So, we're getting Warlock at some point.
0: In- uh, Infinity Wars.
1: Infinity War, or maybe... Uh, Captain Marvel, potentially. It would what? be nice to have an introduction to him before he becomes a is main Cap- player. Captain
0: Marvel before Infinity Wars?
1: Ooh, it might be in between.
0: Yeah, I think part one is before... Perhaps he will pop up in part two.
1: Maybe, yeah. Yeah. It, then, it'd be nice to have an introduction to him before...
0: Right, I'm just chucking him straight into it and going, good luck. I'm space Jesus! <laughs> is Spider-Man Infinity Wars?
1: He is, because he popped up in that little behind-the-scenes... Uh, oh, of course, of it. yeah, yeah. I, I, Everyone's I in there
0: in... Apart from The Defenders
1: Yes And Yondu
0: And Yondu <laughs> oh. There's Who a...
1: died in this Now, it's a very sad Because Yondu's yeah. a fan favourite
0: There's one more after credit scene It's for Star-Lord And Groot
1: Oh, teenage Groot Yeah,
0: we got teenage Groot now yeah. So I'm guessing he'll be adult By the time Infinity Wars comes Yeah,
1: because we've got to have A Hulk-Groot-Tussle
0: oh that's going to happen yeah
1: definitely so Yondu yes he does die uh, what did you think did, were you sad to see yes. Michael
0: Rooker go yes I um, I felt like in this film because you don't get him as much in the first one you got him a lot more in this one he had a m- much more central role in it and I was like oh yes he's got a relationship with the Guardians he's built up I like this I want to see more of him and Rocket having these moments and got the father son relationship going with Star Lord and then he dies bugger now, the father-son thing,
1: we talked a little bit about last, well, last time we talked about Guardians. The It's amazing that Star-Lord grew up to be as a rounded and sane human being that he did. And obviously, yeah. a lot of that is down to Yondu's superior parenting techniques. And uh, now, I think think the film could have benefited with one or two more scenes of star lord and Yondu interacting because the story kind of throws them together at uh, the end of act three by then there's all sorts of shit going down and they're fighting a planet for goodness sake so there's not much time for interaction and for the most for the most part of the film they're separate on their own little adventures so i yeah. would have liked one or two more scenes with them to really emphasize the punchiness of the end oh wow um he's ego he's he may have been your father but he weren't your puppy so
0: <laughs> yeah I, I agree i would have liked more more of them too yeah
1: because they didn't get much screen time in the first guardians apart from yondu threatening to feed him to his crew and that was about <laughs> as about far it. as their interactions went on the first yeah. one but Yeah, one or two more scenes, just to really punch it home. But still, that scene got me in the feels.
0: It hit me here, Chris. It hit you there. And we also find out why Yondu didn't deliver Star-Lord as a child to his dad like he was meant to do. And that was quite a moving thing as well, really. Yeah, Uh,
1: so the Ravagers have a code that they don't deal in kids, which Sylvester Stallone shouts at Yondu. Well, Yondu's a robot brothel?
0: Yeah, I was getting a feeling, it felt like the, uh you know, Styles Coruscant, they've got the, the seedy area. Hey, this... you want to buy some Death Sticks? Yeah, this felt like a similar type thing, gambling, brothels.
1: Yeah, so Yondu not only broke the code, but he eventually figured out what Ido was doing, and he was trying to use these kids as batteries, and when they didn't work as batteries and didn't present uh, the celestial genes, then he would kill the kids. Which makes me think, Ego, a lot of his interactions with Star-Lord is, yeah, I really loved your mum, but did he? No. I think it would have made it, or made Ego a more intriguing character if he really did love Star-Lord's mum, but...
0: Well, uh, he always said he did. At no point did he go, oh, whatever, I'm just lying. He always said he did, so it's up to you to make your mind up, isn't it?
1: Maybe, yeah. I don't think he did. No. He's an arsehole. He is an arsehole and he's a planet so he's got a pretty big asshole.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah so yondu doesn't deliver um star lord because he knows he might not work and he could die and he doesn't want a kid to die and that's, he's that's small nice. so
1: he can but fit in <laughs> th-
0: he says that but i think that was more of an excuse as a reason he gave to the crew for keeping the kid around rather than delivering it and stuff like that
1: solid point chris so it's a it's a good film yeah i really enjoyed it Yeah, I think we're both in agreement with giving it a watch.
0: Yeah. Yondu's death. You asked me this when we was driving back, I think, was it necessary? Did it have to happen?
1: Story-wise, yes, probably. Yeah. Uh, And also in the grand scale of things, Yondu is so overpowered with that arrow. He takes out a whole ship of heavily armed ravagers, and he doesn't even break a sweat.
0: He is using his upgraded one, because in the film... Oh, he's got that the little flat like mohawk thing he uses to control it, but uh, Nebula shoots it, and then when he's uh, in captivity with Rocket, Baby Groot eventually. Well, it doesn't steal anything actually. No. <laughs> as James Gunn's younger brother turns up and you know, gets it for yeah. him. It's a prototype. It's a huge mohawk, although not as big as the comics even have informed me. The, so, the uh,
1: comic one gets really big, but yeah. So he's using that, but still
0: was a prototype.
1: He could kill Thanos easily.
0: I don't think he could.
1: Just a thousand <laughs> times that whistling arrow could just tear him to shreds. And he manages to hold his own against a planet with the arrow. So Barely. Barely, but still, he, he does a pretty good job. Mm. So in that context, I think it was necessary. In the context that Infinity War would be incredibly short. Thanos turns <laughs> yeah. up
0: and then just a thousand times through his head.
1: Yeah, emotionally it packs a punch and story-wise I think it does as well but we've not seen the last of that arrow because uh, just Sean Gunn puts on the mohawk and is practising with it. So, yeah. Watch, Chris.
0: Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely watch. I would say if you've not seen any of the Marvel films before the only one you really need I would recommend to watch is just Guardians Volume 1 and you can watch Guardians Volumes 2 without seeing any others yeah uh, it mentions Thanos who you might not be familiar with but other than that you
1: see him in the first yeah in Guardians the first one well.
0: yeah and you'll you know what the Infinity Stone is from the first one yeah and that's why it so you can you can actually watch that and go straight to the second one
1: yeah and I think that's what works well in Guardians there's not too many you've not got to relate it back to any of the Earthbound things because it's too far away it yeah, doesn't matter exactly. what happened in Civil War or anything Because these guys, they're just having fun Fighting giant planets
0: I can see the Guardians really clashing with the Avengers Because the Guardians don't have an issue With killing the bad guy You can well, imagine?
1: neither do some of the Avengers
0: But you imagine like uh, Captain America or something It'd be completely against that Spider-Man won't want to do that Iron Man, maybe
1: <laughs> How many of his rogues gallery are alive? None <laughs> He murdered <laughs> them true, all yeah. Or he got Pepper Potts to murder them which is even worse. Hired so, assassins and stuff. Uh, We're called We Could Survive That, so let's do a short survival bit. Yondu's death? Shall we try and survive that?
0: Yeah, that's an interesting one.
1: Yeah, since it's the main one. So Yondu decides that he needs to get Star-Lord off of Ego before it blows up because Groot's planted... Uh, a bomb made up of the Sovereign's uh, super batteries and it's going to be a strong enough blast to kill Ego's brain which is at the centre of this planet and it's Star-Lord fighting the avatar of Ego because they're both super powered on this planet because they've got celestial genes so nobody else really stands a chance against Ego so Rocket evacuates everyone off the planet and yondu stays behind and goes i'm gonna get quill off rocket gives him this uh hologrammy spacesuit thing in a jetpack.
0: yeah but they're both things you just clip on your body you push a button don't you Then and they activate you
1: yeah so he can get off the planet and survive in space until being rescued they can get picked up yeah. yeah problem is though rocket's only got one of these so someone's gonna be either left on the planet or die in space rocket knows someone's dying but uh, he understands that Yondu has to do this because he's made some mistakes. He's got his crew killed by Taserface, and uh, yeah, he's pretty sad. Uh, after the bomb goes off, Yondu finds Quill, grabs him, flies him up into space, puts the spacesuit on Star Lord, and then they have the heart-to-heart. I'm I'm your puppy, not that big prick planet guy and then Yondu dies in the vacuum of
0: space so how did you like his death in space you would sort of ice over and that lot and suffocating all that stuff but I think it would happen a lot quicker than how it did with him
1: yeah maybe because it's he's an alien that it sort of slowed it or he's got some augmentations or something but yeah it packs an emotional punch either way so what would you do Chris? Your adopted son is just beating up his regular planet-sized dad. Would you do the noble thing and let him live or would you steal the well, <laughs> space
0: suit? <laughs> well, what you are got to think about is who do you want in the future films? Do you want a guy who can hold an infinity stone and survive or another guy with an arrow that could kill anybody?
1: And forfeit the need to hold the infinity stone.
0: Exactly. Who would be well, more useful?
1: Well, we had this conversation when we left the cinema. Now that... Ego, the source of his power, I think. Yeah, he's... is now that ego's gone and um, he can't make light balls. Does that forfeit his ability to hold an infinity stone?
0: I hope it does. Because um if if he can still hold it, I think it'll put too much attention on him in Infinity Wars, because it'd be like, Oh, we've got to get a gauntlet, oh my god, we can't touch it, there's stones all over it, and he'd be like, mm, I can. And it'll put all the attention to him.
1: Well, the gauntlet's there to act as a channel, so he could hold the gauntlet. I think it's just the power stone that you're not allowed to touch. And even then, Quill can't hold it for too long because mm. he needs the other guardians to hold hands and sink and by to hold it. But... <laughs> but... I don't know. I don't think it would take away too much. I don't think it would be in a, like uh, any more important than Iron mm. Man or anyone like that
0: I think they're going to keep it because I think it's part of the storyline about y- him yeah. being able to hold the stones
1: and it would be helpful
0: yeah I like Yondu
1: you miss Yondu oh, yeah
0: I miss Yondu
1: well Chris now's your chance to save him how would you survive
0: you leave Quill don't you <laughs> bye Quill <laughs> I'm sudden off
1: if you had to take Quill with you as is in Yondu's character at this point yeah I don't... Any way you could save both of them?
0: I don't know, because I'm guessing even if you're, like, hugging each other and you put the thing on activated it, it's still just going to cover the person it's attached to, isn't it? Or, I mean, if you're, like, if you're full-on hugging each other when you activate it, will it cover both?
1: Would it act like a bubble?
0: Yeah, or does it just literally... It just goes on the person it's attached to? Maybe it doesn't sure.
1: cover a large surface area? Yeah, if I don't If you were think a large does. alien race or just a fat man, would it cover you completely? <laughs> or just the bottom half of you? How does that technology work?
0: Uh, what he could have done... Okay, let me think this quickly. Or slowly. Slowly. Okay, here's what they should have done. Or they could have done. Might not have worked. Because Rocket comes down, he gives the things to um, Yondu, and then flies off again. What they should have done is put the things down, and they like, Quill, if you can hear us, we've left this here for you. And just leave them. And then Rocket, <laughs> Rocket takes Yondu up, and Quill's still down there, but they've left him with the jetpack and suit. And Just then, on
1: a planet that's about to blow up That but, he's unfamiliar uh, with and hopes that he finds
0: them uh, But because Quill's a central character It'd be written as a story he would find them
1: So you're hoping saved by screenwriters
0: Yes Okay <laughs> well, what, what do you think? Is this a difficult one, well, man? What else can you do?
1: It is pretty tricky, yes Maybe Rocket uh, Could have Because I'm, I'm sure Nebula Not Nebula, um, Gamora And Drax would have had these as well Drax has already gone because Mantis has been knocked out. So maybe quickly, oh no, Gamora's up a cliff with Nebula.
0: Yeah, they haven't got one. They've only just got to the ship. Yeah. She does try to go back for Quill and Rocket stuns her. Yeah, saying, I'm
1: only losing one friend today.
0: Yeah. And it was quite sad. And it it was sad as well when the ship doors closed and Drax was like, Rocket, where's Quill? Where's Quill? And he was just ignoring him. I was like, oh my God, this is so emotional. I liked it.
1: Drax would have gone down there and picked up that raccoon and gone. Where is he? Yeah, exactly, Jax,
0: If he was still there, uh, Drax would have jumped out and sprinted back.
1: True. Yeah, because uh, Drax is quite reckless. He's got a—he jumps inside a bloody squid monster. So yeah, reckless is an understatement. Yeah, that's a particularly tricky one to survive because uh, Quill's face mask doesn't—it's not a space suit per se. No, it no. just helps him breathe. I know it helps him. It helps Gamora a little bit in the first one. But is it a spacesuit? Is it a long-term solution to the we, problem? We don't know
0: how long they're floating up there. Also, oh, no, his well, arrow we, broke, didn't it? I was going to say Yondu could have used his arrow. Because he used his arrow at one point to lower himself down gently. Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins style, Mary you know, it But it, um, it broke, didn't it? So Because uh, he could have used it to fly himself up. But... um.
1: But he's still got nothing to protect him in space. Well, it'd have
0: to be the mask, wouldn't it? It's going to have to be Star Lord's mask as a temporary measure. Yondu uses the uh, spacesuit thing. I completely forgot what it yeah. was then. And then, yeah, Star Lord just activates his mask because, yeah, it, it, it's long enough to save Gamora. Yeah, so... but it
1: doesn't protect you from the cold uh, vacuum of space. So it'd no, let you, you breathe for a bit. But yeah, you're but you still don't know how long cold. they were up
0: there for. Because it just it just, after Yondu dies, it just cuts away. So you don't know. They. I don't think they're up there long, because well, I they think... were
1: up there long enough because at the end of the scene, Yondu's dead, and there's nothing Star Lord can do once the uh, space bubble thing is on him because he can't he can't get to it to take it off, and he can't get to his neck to give Yondu the space mask. So Yondu, he's dead within that scene, which is about a minute, I I'd,
0: I'd say. What they should have done is, when they're flying up, if he just said, "I have one spacesuit," and perhaps Star Lord would have been like, "Oh, don't worry, my mask can." Give me air for a minute and a half or something, and then yeah, yeah but that he would have got severely been long enough. Let's just say it was for our say sake. It's it might sake, take Rocket was.
1: And, and Co a while to find them because they've got to avoid exploding space debris and stuff.
0: Maybe Rocket I don't just know. pack an extra <laughs> space suit, yeah, it's all his pockets, doesn't he?
1: And he's only got one space suit. Maybe he takes it up with all guns and stuff.
0: I think I would. If I was for the Guardians, every time we went somewhere, I would always have a spacesuit jetpack on me. Just the one? Just the one at each. That's why we're in this predicament.
1: <laughs> you pack the
0: one. Did you like the thing with uh, Drax not liking to wear the jetpack because he says he has sensitive nipples? Yes. And there's a scene, obviously, here yeah, in the film where he gets the jetpack put on him and then he activates it and he goes up and he's just screaming, My nipples. Oh, my nipples. Oh, it's beautiful.
1: It is good. Yes. <laughs> It's a good film. Definitely give it a watch. With that said, anything else to add? Or shall we go straight into the news?
0: I just, I'm just i excited for The Guardians to return.
1: In Infinity War, which is fast approaching, Is it Chris. this year? No, it's, it's not this year. year. I said it's fast approaching. It's not imminent.
0: Okay, well, I'm sorry. It's coming pretty soon. Pretty soon. Okay.
1: Alrighty then. News, Chris?
0: Yes, laying on me.
1: Cool. The Defenders got a trailer. You watched it because I saw you watch it. What did you think?
0: I think it looks good.
1: Now, you've still not watched Iron Fist or Luke Cage. I have not. But we get a lot of references and and things to those series, which is good because those two characters are essential to the Defenders. Uh, What do you think of the interplay of the team? Do they gel well?
0: I don't know. I can't say from that trailer.
1: Oh, I think they gel well. I think they've got a good chemistry. You reckon? Oh, uh, we get yeah, I do. I do, Chris. I'll fight you.
0: Okay, well, <laughs> bloody hell. <laughs> uh,
1: what do we see? We get a call back to the Luke Cage teaser where we see a man try and punch Luke Cage and their fist breaks. Uh, in this one, though, Iron Fist punches Luke Cage and Luke Cage's face breaks. Well, not completely, but he he goes all wobbly slow-mo
0: I mean he's only unbreakable skin he's not like indestructible bones does he
1: no he doesn't so, so he...
0: you can break his bones
1: Iron Fist broke <laughs> 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 the jaw
0: possibly yeah
1: Jesus but is fist.
0: it Iron Fist has got some sort of healing as well has he
1: so Sword... I've not seen oh. it
0: I, I thought I read something he can sort of heal with his hand
1: it's very vague and plot convenient
0: right okay he has
1: <laughs> got plot convenient healing
0: right okay
1: so, yeah, that's a good shot. Uh, there's a, also a good shot of them, all the defenders fighting down a corridor, reminiscent of the much-celebrated Daredevil corridor fight. So that's going to be fun, hopefully, them all using their powers to defeat these evil ninjas, because I'm guessing it's the hand that are the villains. Because... Yeah,
0: well, we saw the scene of Elektra uh, when she's in that sarcophagus or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, in that giant... <laughs> Thing. <Yeah. laughs> uh, so well, it's going to be the hand led by Sigourney Weaver.
0: Resurrecting Electra and using her as a bad guy. Because yeah, used... we see her alive in the trailer. And yes. She punches Daredevil through a window. She's in the, the fighting scene in the corridors. She's in the background.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I don't know who Sigourney Weaver is playing. Probably the head of the. the I imagine hand. it's not Ripley. It's not Ripley. No, definitely not. So she's probably going to be another immortal hand kind of general. We also got a trailer for The Dark Tower, which is a Stephen King graphic novel uh, with Idris Elba, and I always get him confused with Bradley Cooper. He's not Bradley Cooper. Matthew McConaughey. He's Matthew McConaughey. See, I
0: know who you (laughs) meant just from that, yeah.
1: He's the guy that's not Bradley Cooper.
0: I haven't seen it, so I've never heard of it.
1: No, well it's it's a, it's a portal fantasy where a kid finds a portal to a parallel world where this tower is dark. stopping it's, it's dark and it's stopping all the bad stuff from this world coming into uh the proper world proper earth. Okay. And Idris Elba's a gunslinger in the alternative world and he's shooting all kinds of monsters and stuff. It could be good. The trailer didn't do much for me, but... Okay. Yeah, watch the trailer and come back to me next week, if you, you remember.
0: If I remember. We'll Which have,
1: you probably won't.
0: Probably not. No. I'll see. Um, we've got to see if Stephen King will like it or not, because he's he normally doesn't like the uh, adaptions of his work into TV or film.
1: No. Well, some of them are, be- are better. Yeah, some are quite I mean, good. Shawshank is a Stephen King thing, and that film is... He doesn't like it. He doesn't and I, it's like the best film
0: I, I I think I read somewhere once is there's only one adaption of his books that he likes and it's not one you think it's going to be I can't remember what it is but it's, okay. not, it's not you think it'd be you think it'd be like Shawshank or The Shining or It uh, it's none of them I can't remember what, what one it was to be honest
1: is it The Mist because it ends on a depressing note
0: was that Stephen King as well yeah oh, that was depressing
1: was it the TV series The Dome
0: uh, I didn't watch that that looked awful
1: it did <laughs> <laughs> So it was the Dome then? He liked the Dome?
0: I don't know what it was. I'll find out.
1: I can't think of any more Stephen King books. No, <laughs> so... <laughs> nobody
0: else knows any more.
1: That's my knowledge of Stephen King's back catalogue. He's written so many... Oh, I've never read a Stephen King book. but
0: <laughs> I started reading one. It's called Four Seasons. It's four short stories.
1: In seasons?
0: I think it is, yeah, because the first one's in winter about a guy who's going through New York and we'll another woman who's a, just had an abortion, and it's, it's weird. I, I couldn't get into it. Oh. so I have no idea where it was going or what it was no. about. So
1: <laughs> I'm sure there was a twist, and one of them was the killer clown. Anyway, uh, there was a trailer for Terminator 2 Judgment Day. It's been re released uh, in 3D because. It's anniversary? It's, uh, I don't think it was for an anniversary. I think it's. We can get some more money.
0: Well I won't be getting it in 3D So,
1: With, uh, It's out in like cinemas
0: Oh the really seen cinemas C- yes, in 3D yes.
1: Not everyone has a 3D TV Chris Have you Money seen it? Bags. I don't
0: have a 3D TV Have you seen it?
1: Yes it's the best Terminator In my humble opinion I've not seen it in 3D I don't particularly want to
0: No I'm not good on 3D films
1: No you you got no desire to see it in 3D
0: No because I have to wear glasses when I watch films and I've put 3D glasses on top of my normal glasses like I had to do with Guardians. I'm not a fan of that.
1: Quickly, did Guardians need to be in 3D? No. Cool. That's the answer to that question regardless of film. No film needs to be in 3D. <laughs> especially T2. So, as good as it is, eh, no. It's fine if you want money, which is this is what it obviously exactly. is. It's a cash grab. But See, yeah. if I
0: was in charge, I would have had a Terminator thing and a re- re-release Terminators 1 and 2 in the cinema one after another yeah, you'd have a double screen you'd watch a first one intermission you watch the second one
1: okay that's like four hours of being in the cinema watching yeah. a 3D film it's could like you handle they... that?
0: no no I'd have them in 2D oh okay in 2D
1: you'd just re-release some normal yeah. D's yeah no extra D's no
0: extra D's your normal D's but like remastered into 4K or whatever
1: okay high definition that yeah. wouldn't be bad yeah that's a smart move Chris rather than 3D yeah alienating people that have to wear two sets of glasses exactly Uh, more trailer news blade runner has released a teaser for a trailer Mm. (laughs) that's out on monday there were a few bits of extra footage in in there but i suppose it's all going to be extended upon in the proper trailer that's coming out on monday so when we see that we'll talk about it
0: sounds good I went to watch that teaser trailer I was reading through the comments and somebody wrote uh, because in the trailer whenever they show Harrison Ford it's that one scene of them meeting isn't it Harrison Ford and um, Ryan Gosling and somebody wrote in the comments uh, it made me laugh they went the Harrison Ford shot is a complete letdown all it's going to be is he'll be in that one scene Uh, Ryan Gosling will turn up and then shoot and kill Harrison Ford because he's a replicant and that'll be he'll be out of it
1: Yes, which lends into <laughs> last week where Harrison Ford is going on a, a murder tour of all of his past characters. Deckard this week. Who's next? It's Indiana Jones.
0: He wants to make another one, doesn't he? Yes. Oh my God. One. He's going to kill Indiana in it. Yep.
1: Then who else? I think Me- that's it for all of his. Legendary, No I me mean, more standout characters.
0: Yeah, possibly. He's got a thing as he's like, I want to kill all my characters off before that's my I, I die in real life. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what he's
1: doing. I will be forever happy if that does turn out to be true. So Indiana Decker goes this time then.
0: If I don't, I wouldn't mind if they kill Decker in this film, but please don't let him just be in one or two scenes and die. Give him like a
1: Han Solo kind of arc.
0: Yeah, have him in the film for most of it before he dies and then if he if it, he dies because he is a replicant have Ryan and kill him or have him take his own life or whatever
1: have him getting stabbed through the heart with a lightsaber they have lightsabers in Blade Runner don't they
0: not lightsabers but they've probably got some sort of weapon similar to I'd imagine
1: oh for copyright reasons yeah <laughs> clearly yeah
0: it's a saber light
1: yeah yes yeah. <laughs> just, just swap the words around <laughs> Disney won't notice
0: <laughs> god last
1: bit of news Chris JK Rowling has apologised. For? Building the tension. For killing off Snape in the Harry Potter books. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I think his death was necessary for yeah, the story. Yeah, I thought it
0: was a fitting end to his character.
1: Yeah, uh, and how else is he going to tell Harry that exactly, he loved his mum? a moving then, moment. Yeah, and after telling Harry that he loved his mum, that's an awkward... Encountering the corridors of Hogwarts, isn't it?
0: Just walks past and he's like, "Is spying your mum in the <laughs> shower?" Oh God! What you should apologise for is having Ron Ginger. Why they don't have souls? I'm joking, of course. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not going in. <laughs> right, uh, that's all the news, Chris. Nothing else to add. Um, I'm done. How do people get in contact with us For next week's show Which will be about Alien Covenant Hopefully if you're not double booked
0: Don't think I am Pretty sure I'm free So it will be about that But you can get in touch with us for several ways You can email us at Wecouldsurvive.gmail.com We're on Twitter At we Could survive uh, We're on Podomatic We're on YouTube iTunes Leave Stitcher Leave us a
1: like And a comment Like Even on Stitcher
0: comment, Yeah Which we never read <laughs> No <laughs> But yeah Like us Comment dislike us, add us to your hateful watch list, I don't know.
1: Your spam list? Yeah, add us to spam list. Yeah. We'll spam you. Yeah, we'll, we'll go and spam, spam you all day anyone.
0: long. Yeah. With annoying fan theories. Yes. All we'll which are bullshit.
1: No, the Harrison Ford one is true. He's going to he's gonna murder all of his if characters. Decker,
0: if Decker doesn't die in this film, it disproves your theory. If he dies... I'll be so sad! It will lend a lot of credit to your theory, okay?
1: <laughs> yes, I will. Uh yeah thank you all for listening come back next week until then chris what do people need to do i am groot keep on surviving good advice groot